Welcome to Womble Perspectives, where we explore a wide range of topics from the latest legal updates to industry trends to the business of law. Our team of lawyers, professionals, and occasional outside guests will take you through the most pressing issues facing businesses today and provide practical and actionable advice to help you navigate the ever-changing legal landscape. With a focus on innovation, collaboration, and client service, we are committed to delivering exceptional value to our clients and to the communities we serve. And now our latest episode. Welcome back to Womble Perspectives, and thank you for joining us. Today we're discussing biometric data, privacy, and laws that have cropped up surrounding these technologies. Ten years ago, the average person likely didn't know what facial recognition was. Now, Almost everyone is familiar with its utility and its power to find nearly anyone. Many from both the left and the right sides of the aisle see its unregulated use as an intrusion into the privacy of the individual, and some state legislators are exercising their power to regulate the use of facial recognition when it comes to law enforcement and private companies. We pose and smile for selfies with friends and post them on any number of public social media apps. We walk around and see cameras on every street intersection pole, or even at the city park. We believe they are looking for cars going through red lights or watching out for crime, but what we may not realize is that our favorite apps and ever-present street cameras are using facial recognition to identify us and, using advanced AI software, tag us as we move from location to location. We also may not be aware that cameras can identify us by our gait and body movement, as well as our face. Walk This Way has a brand new meaning. The legal issue of advanced technologies and right to privacy is not new. In 1890, a young Boston lawyer, Louis Brandeis, co-wrote a Harvard Review article asserting that privacy was a fundamental right, even if not listed as a right in the U.S. Constitution. Brandeis was upset that two new inventions, the Kodak camera and the Edison dictating machine, were invading our private lives, exposing them to the public without our consent. In 1928, Almost four decades later, then-Supreme Court Justice Brandeis penned a famous dissent on the issue of privacy. The case involved law enforcement wiretapping a new device located on the sidewalk, the public telephone. Brandeis explained, Whenever a telephone line is tapped, the privacy of the persons at both ends of the line is invaded, and all conversations between them upon any subject, and although proper, confidential, and privileged, may be overheard. Justice Brandeis advocated limiting law enforcement's use of wiretapping. His views on regulating privacy rights eventually became law. Nine decades later, state legislators are again working to rein in the use of new technology. The concept of facial and biometric recognition has been around since the 1960s. However, the technology to make facial recognition accurate and fast has only been achieved in the last two decades with improvements in computer vision algorithms, faster processors, ubiquitous broadband, and inexpensive cameras. Indeed, law enforcement showed the world the effectiveness of the cameras and biometric AI software after the January 6th insurrection by accurately identifying hundreds of perpetrators within days. Several states and municipalities are seeking to protect persons from abuse of biometrics by private companies and by law enforcement. The new laws generally attempt to limit private firms from using facial recognition without opt-in consent, or to limit law enforcement's use of biometric identification tools. Illinois led the way in this legislative trend by limiting private firms' ability to collect biometric data without consent. In 2008, 
the state passed the Biometric Information Privacy Act, or BIPA. The act arose in response to a software company that collected fingerprint data at cash registers to allow for easy checkout, but then, when the company went bankrupt, attempted to sell the customer's fingerprint data as a bankruptcy asset. The law requires written consent for an entity to collect, capture, purchase, receive, disclose, or disseminate biometric information. Most significantly, it gives a person a right of action against an offending party. Damages are set per violation, $1,000 if caused by negligence and $5,000 if intentional. Other states have also passed statutes limiting companies' biometric use, but none with the teeth of a private right of action like Illinois' BIPA. In 2009, Texas passed the Capture or Use of Biometric Identifier Act. However, unlike Illinois, there is no private right of action. Still other states have passed laws limiting law enforcement's use of facial recognition and biometric data. In October 2020, Vermont passed the Moratorium on Facial Recognition Technology, prohibiting law enforcement from using facial recognition. Notably, the Vermont law expanded the definition of facial recognition to include recognition of sentiment. In terms of the moratorium, facial recognition means the automated or semi-automated process by which characteristics of a person's face are analyzed to determine the person's sentiment, state of mind, or other propensities, including the person's level of dangerousness. And then in 2021, Virginia enacted the legislation prohibiting local law enforcement and campus police from purchasing or deploying facial recognition. The Virginia statute did not prevent local law enforcement from using facial recognition deployed by others. Also, by prohibiting just local law enforcement agencies, the law allowed other Virginia law enforcement agencies to use the technology. Interestingly, the law addressed only facial recognition and not the recognition of gait, fingerprints, voice prints, or state of mind. That's it for today. Don't forget to tune in this weekend for the next episode in our Saturday series. This week, we're exploring whether geopolitics will accelerate or moderate investment in renewable energy. Thank you for listening to Womble Perspectives. If you want to learn more about the topics discussed in this episode, please visit the show notes where you can find links to related resources mentioned today. The show notes also have more information about our attorneys who provided today's insights, including ways to reach out to them. Don't forget to subscribe via your podcast player of choice so that you never miss an episode. Thank you again for listening.